Well, hey, everybody, it's Maylee Thomas with Texas Homegrown Music, and it's time for another episode. And today's guest is Carrie Hudson and Good Company. And her good company is her husband and guitar player in the band, Hunter St. Marie. And you know that I love interviewing couples that play music together since it's so close to my heart, something that I've been doing for almost three decades with my guitar playing husband, George. So I want to get right to it. She's got so many great things to tell you about. She's an incredible artist. Her vibe is just so, I don't know, it's a real special kind of feeling for me because I think she's a hippie chick just like I am. And I love her style. I like her voice. You guys are going to hear a little bit of Janice in there. In fact, she even played Janice in a production, and she'll tell you all about that as well as meeting some of the original players in her in Janice's band that, uh, that gave her an opportunity to play a song and record a song that was never recorded by Janice. So let's get right to it. And in, in, in honor of all of that, I'm going to play a, rec- a song off of one of my older records. And you guys are going to know it's called Peace of My Heart, Janice Joplin Tune. And when we come back, we'll be with Carrie Hudson in good company with her husband, Hunter St. Marie. Everything that a woman possibly can Well, each time I tell myself that I, I think I've had enough Then I've got to show you, baby, that your woman can be tough I want you to come on, come on, come on Yeah, yeah, take another little piece of my heart now, baby 
Carrie Hudson and Hunter St. Marie. And like so many couples that um, play together and, and, and lead singers that probably started her career without the hubby. Is that how it worked? That's true. Yeah. Well, so and, and he it, without me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it's Carrie Hudson and good company, but I do want to introduce you guys together as a couple because you are married and I have a special place in my heart for couples that can play music together and still stay married. <laughs> we did a lot of wedding gigs to start out. So yeah. I guess love was always around us and in the air. <laughs> Been there, done that. Um, you know, um, as as I told you when we started, George and I, my husband who plays in my band, and I actually hired him to be in my band, so I don't know how the story is with the two of you, but um, it's really a special dynamic when you can share something like creating music and, uh, and then creating a family and a home and all the things that you do as a married couple. Um, do you find it being um, something that you guys see that the only way it would have worked for you in the music business was to, to actually have somebody else that was doing the same thing you were doing? No, I mean, you know, my, my previous relationships, I was never with, uh, well, my, my previous to Hunter was not a musician and um, it was kind of nice, you know, coming back home and having it separate. Uh, but he was a huge appreciation. Uh, he, he really appreciated music, but man, having, having your life partner, your husband, your, the father of your child make music with you is, um, it's, it's been one of the most challenging things, but it is so rewarding when the song is written and we, and I get to look over to my right. Usually that's how we have the stage plot for live shows and see him there, you know, and know that we created this music together. It's uh, and we share in a lot of the same, you know, highs and lows. The business is a tough one, you know, and to be able to talk to him and him know exactly what I'm talking about and have a full understanding of the struggles and the highs is, is really a cool thing. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it is. It is definitely a, uh, a dynamic that I'm sure not everybody is, is comfortable uh, riding that wave. Uh, I know there are, like she said, highs and lows about working together. Uh, it it was practical in my line for me because I never figured that I was going to be the front man lead singer deal. And so, like as as somebody that wanted to be the Keith to the Mick, you know, or the, the, the Joe Perry to the Steven Tyler, I get it. You know, like that it. was kind of my bag. And luckily, uh, it, yeah, we're, here we are. Well, I, you know, uh, one reason why I say that is uh, I don't know about you guys, but for years and, and prior to my husband and I getting together, I had played in a lot of bands and I also had some relationships. And uh, I found myself realizing that there wasn't going to be much of a relationship with someone when I was playing every single weekend and, you know, gigging, I, you know, when I started out, I was gigging six nights a week, um, you know, working another job during the day just to try to play music full time. Mm-hmm. And so I guess for me, I realized that to be successful and, and play as much as I did, I probably needed to find a life partner that I either wanted to come to all the shows mm-hmm. or was going to be in the shows. And it wasn't something that I actually planned because like I said I hired George to be in my band and then six months later we were like oh we got rid of the we got rid of the boyfriend and the girlfriend and realized that we were you know that's literally <laughs> the same story as us yes well let me hear let me hear her because I'm always interested in how these couples did it well you know I I knew Hunter in San Marcos we 
we were both making music um, in that college town and uh, both we both went to school there. Um, but we didn't meet in school. We met, you know, in the club scenes and he was kind of on the more he was literally on the opposite side of the of the train tracks at Cheatham Street Warehouse and, yeah. and the Troubadour songwriter scene. He was running sound there and he also was playing music there um, with other bands. And I was more in the rock scene at at the Triple Crown and Lucy's. And, um, but I would watch him play, you know, and I, I always really admired his playing. Um, and of course was attracted to him as well. And, um, over time, you know, I moved to Austin and started a band up there and it got to the point where I was really in need of a real player, man, like a guy that, that could get up there. And, and I didn't know if it needed to be a guy or girl. It just so happened that I thought a hunter right away and kind of heard through the grapevine that he had left the band that he'd been uh, on the road with quite a bit. So I struck while the iron was hot and he obliged and came in, in uh, to a rehearsal and we did a show and it just kind of stuck from there. Yeah. There was a, a long time of being the other guitar player in the band and learning somebody else's material that yeah. was played on by record in Nashville. And here you go. This is a new stuff to learn that I just spent recording and you guys are the road guys, you know, and uh, it was nice to be invited aboard uh, a new project that had, you know, an, another creative outlet, you know, I wasn't able to, I, I was able to, you know, write parts or write songs that, you know, were definitely going to make it to the stage, whether right. or not, you know, uh, somebody else was going to sing them. Uh, the most of the Texas country guys I played with, I was just, it was all hired guns for the, you know, the weekends and stuff. And you would go out and play and play this part like this. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's nice. So it gave you an opportunity to be more um, creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the tunes that we wrote on the newest record, Salvation and Soul Restoration, that was all stuff that we did here in the house, in my studio, the stuff that I've been working on, for, you know, trying to be an engineer for years. And, uh, Which and, is subsequently called Homegrown. Yeah. There you Our go. Studio. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. Siggy, you're supposed to be on the show. It's Texas Homegrown you. Music, baby. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, so how long have you guys been together playing music? Oh, playing music uh, since like 2011, 2010, okay. 2011, 2010, yeah. 2011. And then, and then not too long after that, we started dating and got married in 2014 and had our daughter in 2016. Oh my goodness. So you've got a little girl, little girl. Yeah. Hazel. She'll be five in uh, September. Yeah. Oh, you guys are in the thick of it. We just literally this past month became empty nesters. So, oh wow, um, congrats! Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, and and I have to say, for all those people out there listening that are, especially the moms, because I've got four children, um, wow. that that felt like they could never handle being alone in their home. I'm actually loving it. And my youngest just came back yesterday. She's 20 and she's got her own place in Dallas. And she came back home yesterday to hang out for a little bit. And she came in, be bopping in the house. She goes, I'm going to, I'm going to go up to my room. I said, you don't have a room. (laughs) (laughs) She just looked at me. She went upstairs. I'd completely changed the room because she moved out and I helped her. And I just went up there. It's kind of my little getaway. It's just my hippie vibe room. And she went up there. She's like, 
wow, this is kind of cool. I really like it in here. I said, don't get too comfortable. Okay? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but it's really that my kids all know I have an open door policy. But for all you moms out there that are, you know, feeling like you're just not going to be able to make it, it's a really good feeling. <laughs> well, good for you. I think that's fantastic. And I think that that's one thing that that we're so grateful for, Hunter and I, um, his parents uh, they're both retired. They're in great health. They are in love with their granddaughter. It's their only granddaughter, Hazel. And they are really the reason why we get to continue to actively pursue original music um, because they they keep her for us and they, they allow us that time to record, to be creative, to be out there performing on the road uh, here and there and but they also give us time to be Hunter and Carrie, you know, just the, the people that we were when we came together, you know, and we get to stay close to to our relationship outside of being parents as well. That's um, so important. It's it so really valuable. is. In that you, you know, your identity, your identity, of course, is um, first and foremost um, with each other. And then you create this little this little human that you bring into the world and you raise them. And I can just tell you, it's a really good feeling when you know, we see them go out into the world on their own and you equip them with what you believe they needed. But the greatest part of it is that George and I never lost that connection that we had with each other. And I'm, I'm convinced that a lot of that is because we've stayed creative throughout our, our marriage, you know, with music yeah. and, um, and not to say that we haven't had some funkiness cause I don't know about you guys, but we've had some arguments on the way we've literally had to work things out on stage. Um, we, oh, yeah. we, we've been through some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, and, that's the only way is you have to go through it. You know what I mean? You can't go around it and can't, you just gotta go through that's it. That's why you live life. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you know, there's Absolutely. if we weren't doing it, there wouldn't be songs to write and there wouldn't <laughs> be, you know, the roller coasters of emotions that are lead to them or, you know. And that's where the highs, that's what I'm talking about. Like when you have those moments, the, those shows that are so killer, like and you just know that everything was just like right where it needed to be and, and then you get to look and look at to the person that you love the most in the world and they're literally in it with you not just a bystander that is like, you know, watching it go down, but is a part of it. That is yeah, it's so complex, a, but it's really amazing. Yeah. It is. And there's a great connection there and an energy that uh, unless you've experienced it, it's hard to describe. Yeah. But um, before we go to our next segment, I want to first and foremost say, I love your stuff. I Thank love you. your vibe. I, um, I can so identify with it. And I love the fact that uh, you, you guys have brought in this kind of dynamic of, I guess he was playing some country, maybe Americana. I don't know what his background is, but I read a little bit about that. And you were more of the rock vibe and that you guys guys have found this identity of a sound that's um, very energetic, but it's definitely Texas roots music for me. It sounds like Great. it's got that, uh, that definite um, sound that only I'm telling you that only Texas has. And I think it's because of our deep roots of soul and blues and of course, country and, um, and, and, whatever else you want to throw in there, Southern rock, a lot of people will say, and, uh, and you guys have got it going on. And I'm really excited about what you, what the future holds. And I know this isn't new for you. You've been doing this for over a decade together, but um, you've got this new, new record. You just dropped a new EP in February, but I've been listening to some of your stuff and man, you've just, you got it going on girl. And I can see why you guys uh, won that $20,000 
whatever black, black fret yeah yeah black that's, fret, yeah that's fantastic and i know that you guys got some great stuff ahead of you so i'm going to play a song for everybody so they can hear what i'm talking about this is a song called burn you want to give me just a real quick little background on that so this is off the 2018 record don't rain on my sunny day uh and it's kind of a perfect one that you chose because burn is the first song that hunter and i wrote together and we we pretty much wrote the lyrics via email it was it was when we knew that we were into each other, but we couldn't let anybody else know. And so the whole song burn is about our old relationships burning to the ground because of this new flame that was between he and I. Oh, wow. Um, That's cool. I love that. I didn't know that, but I love the song and now I love it even more. There so you go. <laughs> I know my listeners are as well. So if you guys are just tuning in, you're listening to Carrie Hudson and her husband Hunter and the song that they wrote together first called burn. You're going to love it. We'll be right back on Texas homegrown music with yours truly, Mainly Thomas.
mess with me. Well, we're back with Carrie and Henner, and I know you guys dug that song. And um, I want to talk about uh, what everybody keeps talking about, because now we're in 2021 and things are starting to open up. We can actually maybe see the light at the end of that horrific tunnel that we were living in for the last year and a half. But you guys were busy over um, COVID writing and getting ready for uh, the release of a lot of great new songs on your EP. But one in particular that you guys really pushed hard to get out before the election. Tell me about it. Well, it's uh, you're referring to blame. Um, you know, it's it's one of those songs that it just came very organically um, through a conversation that he and I were having out in the front porch of his folks home in Galveston. And um, he just muttered the word blame, 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 you know, and I just, it immediately struck um, with a melody in my head and I just kind of started jotting stuff down and we got home to Austin. We just sat with it and it just kind of, he sat with his loopers, his pedals, you know, cause we had to dive right into live streams because of the shutdown. So we had to get real creative. We had to go from being a six piece band to a duo and, um, and performing as such. And so he started kind of playing around with his loopers and, and he, he got this really cool groove going and we put those words that I had jotted down that he added to later. And the song just kind of happened. And and then the recording that you hear on Salvation and Soul Restoration, that's all Hunter. I mean, we flew in some organ tracks from our keyboard player, Bryce Powell. But other than that, Hunter played all the instruments and, and did everything on that. Um, and I sang, of course, and it just be kind of it just kind of happened, you know, and and we had just started working with some folks kind of trying to, to push our music and, uh, you know, I, because of the nature of the song about just taking accountability and owning when you're wrong. Um, it just, it, it, I felt like getting it out before the, uh, the election just was just going to be a little bit of a statement of, you know, politics aside, just do what's right. You know what I mean? Just it, it that's where I was coming from. And you, yeah. Hunter? Uh, you know, it, there was a lot of pent up aggression uh, because of our, you know, our situation being uh, being cloistered in here and not really knowing what the uh, the that yeah that the truth wasn't being really coagulated properly. And I think uh, it, it was just hard to you know the riff was very much the the looper kind of got going with almost like the ting 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 almost like the ice picks you know and you know like a ticking clock to like me, the clock you and, know uh yeah getting uh getting you mentioned in the previous segment about us receiving the black fret grant you know that opened our eyes and ears and doors to meeting a lot of people in the business side of the music business we spend a lot of time networking and hanging with our friends and finding out who the great players are and watching incredible shows and getting inspired musically but inevitably you want people to hear your songs and you want more people to hear more of your songs and the more you can get in front of people uh you know we're going to try and do that and so if we don't have the ability to play shows and we're you know on lockdown as as the phrase is uh, how do you how do you get your music out? Well, you promote it the best you can. You get it in front of the right sets of eyes and ears, and hopefully you strike when the iron's hot. And making your own iron to strike with sometimes helps. And yeah. I think that's where blame kind of came from because this is what was going on. This is what we were feeling, uh, and this is where we are. And this is at the you know that, that's what we were dealing with at the time. And I think just like any painting, any uh, any art, you know, that's where it's captured in a bottle if we can. 
Well, the nice thing about blame as well is that it definitely has its place in the political arena, but it also has its place in life. That's right. Because um, as you know, in a successful relationship, we all need to take, and and I teach my kids all the time, we all need to take, um, we need to heed and and take what is ours and, and, you know, understand that we're not going to do things perfectly. And when we do make mistakes, it's so much better if you just say, you know what, I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have done that. And um, I mean, I am the one to blame and I'm sorry, and I want to make it better and learn from it. But to completely disregard the fact that we are responsible for our own actions is something that it's a message that needs to be out there consistently across the board in our life for everything. Yeah. And without us having the video done in such a way that we made for it, you know, somebody commented that they wouldn't have known that it was so politically biased or it was, you know, swinging one way or the other. Or that it was politically charged. You yeah. Know, it that. Was, you know, if you just listen to the lyrics, it's much, you know, it's still kind of like, you know, relationship. a relationship, you no know? matter what, if it's between uh, us and, and the leader or us and each other, right. or, you know, like, you know, taking it. When it's more the betterment of everyone. Isn't that the beauty of music, though? Because um, what the message might be for me could be completely different for someone else, depending on how they're hearing it. Just like art. Um, It's so subjective. And I love that. And, and so um, so I so I, I want people to really understand that. So definitely I want you guys to listen to that song, Blame. It's really important. But I want to talk about another song that's on that. It's called My Breath. And girl, I'm telling you, your voice has just got so much. Um, it's got so many layers to it. I can see why, too. Um, I, I just tell the people real quickly your connection with this whole Janice thing, because you um, you were you were brought in to do a part in, in I, I, guess, I guess it was a production about yeah. her life. Yeah. So uh, Randy Johnson wrote and directed uh, the show at night with Janice Joplin. And it's <clears throat> the whole idea. Um, and he worked very closely with her family in the Joplin estate to be, you know, factually correct. And, but it discussed her musical inspirations and where she was heading musically uh, before she passed. Um, it doesn't handle her drug abuse. It doesn't handle her death in that kind of way. It's, there was a show called Love Janice that did that, that chronicled her, her letters to her family. Right. And she like literally died like on the, the stage. And it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. So this one was a celebration of um, her musical inspirations. And um, you know, Hunter played lead guitar on the show. I was one of the Janices. I, I, I always say this, you know, it's just, it does take two people to be one Janice Joplin <laughs> because there was an eight show, uh, you know, a week run. And so it was a really tough show to have a lone performer do. And so I was one of the Janices. It's a pretty much a 45 minute two, two set running monologue. Yeah. And then Ugh. when you're not monologuing, you're singing Janice Joplin songs, which Anybody turns out <laughs> tried to sing Janis Joplin songs. It's uh, certainly a, a Olympic feat at best. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, the, the, you know, the way that it all kind of came about. So I went to musical theater uh, uh, for, you know, my schooling and I didn't graduate, but, um, but that's what I went to school for. You didn't graduate because your, pro- your <laughs> professor told you, you need to get out and play girl. You're too good. That's, that's legit what happened. But and it's what I did, but I, you know what? And the thing is, is I tried to go back, but it just didn't work out again. It's just, I don't know, man. I, maybe one day I will, but, um, but with the Janice show, it, it kind of was a full circle thing, you know, 
um, another local musician here in Austin uh, recommended to the producers to look me up and, um, you know, so they came to a Saxon pub show and we already covered one of Janice's songs kind of regularly in our set anyway. And they just asked us to perform two of her songs. And then Hunter and I both did individual uh, auditions and we both ended up being a part of the production. And so we, we did the show here at the Zach Scott theater in Austin, Texas, but then it went to San Jose repertory theater on the West coast. And that's where we closed our production. And then it went on to Broadway with a different cast. Um, But while we were closing out the show there, you know, a lot of her fans from the Monterey Pop Festival scene back in the day, you know, they were driving like four to five hours to come to this show, you know, and it was that was that was intense enough to know on its own. But then to find out that her members of her band, Big Brother and the Holding Company, were in the audience that that took it to a whole different level. And we were just hanging out after the close of the show at our buddy's place in Monterey and my phone rings. And I don't know the number, but I answer it anyway because I'm a thrill seeker. And <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> and it was Dave Getz, a big brother in the holding company. And yeah. he's just like, hi, uh, is this Carrie Hudson? This is, hi, I'm Dave Getz. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> why are you calling me? Well, we ended up talking, have a lovely conversation. And you know, he shared stories about Janice and he just spoke so highly of the show and, and, and the kind of homage we gave to her and, and then we kind of kept this email friendship going. And when we went into the studio in 2016 to uh, record the CD, Don't Rain on My Sunny Day, our producer, Jeff Plankenhorn, just was like asking for like something different, something kind of to put on the record that would just kind of maybe pull new listeners in that that had never heard of Carrie Hudson and Good Company. And it just so happened Dave Getz handed over this song that she never got to record when she was still with us. And it was just lyrics jotted down on a napkin that she had jotted down during a sound check back in 69. And he wow. trusted us with it. And um, we just sat around the kitchen table and put some music around these words. That, and uh, yeah, it's on the 2018 record. It's called Can't Be the Only One. And uh, it's it still kind of, it's not lost on me how special that is. You know? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, you wrote a song with Janice. I mean, you know, yeah. in, in a roundabout I mean, way. There's no, there's no other way to look at it. He wrote you know, it yeah. Janice and Dave. Um, David said that he thought she would be really, really happy with what we did, you know, and because he had music written to it, but it was done the way he he felt it. And so right. he said, y'all keep the, you know, the integrity of the song there. But I trust you to do what good company would do. And uh, and we did just that. And he was so like stoked about it, you know, and uh, it was just such a, yeah, it was a compliment. Cool, cool yeah, thing yeah. to do, you know, no, why what, not? A, what a beautiful thing. And um, to share. And of course, you know, as as I don't know how you feel about it, but I certainly feel like nothing's ever been done. You know, everything that we're doing has probably been done before. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> uh, you know, when no, people say, creating the oh, wheel. my gosh, you know, that song sounds so much like another song, you guys, you know, I'm like, of course it did, because we're all inspired by music that we've heard before. I mean, yeah. there's no yeah. other way around it. And um, but for him, him to say, hey, here you go. Here's these lyrics that she wrote that she we went, we never got to record. You guys put some music to it. What a beautiful thing for him to say and how that had to make you feel, Carrie, um, to have somebody entrust you with that. So that's it. That's 
that's awesome. That's it's, it's incredible. And I love that story. That's why I wanted you to share it. But listen, you guys have some beautiful songs that um, you just released. And, and I listened down. It was it's very hard for me to try to choose three songs on this show. So I want everybody out there to understand that. My goodness, there's so many great songs. I take the day. Um, I love your I love your rendition of Peace of My Heart. I listened to it. And by the way, I recorded that song on my very first record back in 1992. Oh, you did? 93. Yeah. I, I, that was the one cover I put on there. So um, I thought that was really cool. And I'm a huge Janice fan. I don't see how you could be a female singer in Texas and not really appreciate what she did for us as artists by opening up the door to, um, you know, to, to that kind of stylistic singing. Well, and you and do it, it choice. so well. Thank you. And it was a choice she made, man. She, she had a really lovely singing voice. Like she actually sang quite pure in like church choir type stuff, but she put that effect on her voice. Like she, she did it on purpose cause she was trying to run with the boys. She was trying to, yeah. to make a point, you know, and I, you know, kind I of break the mold of what yeah. female singers were doing at the time. And it just makes me stay true to myself. You know, this is a strange business. You know, when you're female and you have to suddenly be an actress, a model, all of these things that have nothing to do with the music and the song. And um, at some point you have to stop running those races and realize that, you know, uh, you're not going to please everyone with with how you look and you're and you're not going to please everyone with the size of your waistline and all these things that have become so important somehow to this business. And, you know, I, I just I think about how she was and how she really sang to affect people like in their soul, like yep. reaching in there and just grabbing people. And that is what I when I step on a stage, man, I, I just that's what's important to me. You know, I agree hundred percent, and I, I and I've got proof that I don't care because there are faces that I make that I mean, you know, if you didn't know any better, you think that I was somebody was doing surgery on me, and I was in <laughs> such pain I couldn't handle it anymore. And I love that about you. I, I've watched some videos of you, and I feel like you just really put it out there, Carrie. And I think that's important for us as artists, uh, especially female artists, in a in a time when so many of these um, artists are being produced to look pretty all the time and be in perfect form and I don't know I'm, I'm just not one of those girls I'm a backpack girl I'm not a purse girl I'm like you know I'm gonna throw <laughs> it all it. out there and I love it it's just it's just the way it is and I, I get that from you I get that vibe from you and that's why I instantly thought I got I want you on the show now when you said wow. oh, we can do it some other time I'm like no I, I want to put it out there now because I can so relate to that uh, authenticity that you're talking about and um, and so I want to do a little lead into another song that I love called My Breath. You want to tell me about it? And um... Well, Hunter pretty much wrote this one. This one was kind of a different one. Uh, he, this is the first song that we've written together that, that Hunter wrote the melody line and most of the words. I've, I kind of filled in some blanks. It was the first time that he's ever been like, no, it goes like this.
truth burns. So that's a song called Burn with Remy Riley, and uh, that's the bandoliers um, accompanying her on that song. And uh, what a cutie patootie she is. She's 17, you guys, and she's already singing like this and writing her own music, and I really, really dig her. I'm going to have her on the show soon, and can't wait. I actually have a granddaughter named Remy, so I'm going to have to mention that when I when I talk with her. But you guys, be sure to check out her music. She's a Dallas girl, and I know that she's got some great, great future ahead of her. Okay, guys, we're back with uh, Carrie Hudson and her husband, Hunter, and what, and your daughter's name is Hazel. Oh, my gosh, I love that. That's, Hazel Jean. That's great. <laughs> love it. Sounds like she could be a singer, too, with that name. She's going to be oh, something, that's for really sure. Good yeah. <laughs> she does, yeah. Well, um, so you guys, you're back now doing shows. Are you guys, has it opened up a little bit more for you down down there? In, uh, are you in Austin now? or We are. San Marcos? No, we're based out of Austin and we um, were actually playing Friday night at the Saxon Pub, uh, eight o'clock show. We're really excited about that one because, you know, previous to the shutdown, Hunter and I were both heavily involved in, uh, in, in like a cover band, you know, doing like weddings and corporate events. And that was the main way we were paying the, the bills, you know, but through the quarantine, we kind of backed down off of that a little bit for obvious reasons, because no parties were being had, but also it was a choice we made because we have to at some point put this original project um, on the front burner. Yep. You know, and give it, give it as much time to, uh, to cook, you know? And so it's our first Friday night that we've played in the Austin area in a while because we're not at a private party or a wedding. So we're stoked to be at the Saxon pub at eight o'clock. And then um, you've got you've got lots of shows coming up, I'm sure, for um, the summer and and things are going to start opening up in the fall. I know for us, um, because 2020 was a bust, pretty much Um, everybody's trying to play catch up. And uh, I don't know. It feels so good to be back out with people. I mean, I, I know that it opened up a lot of uh, doors for all of us to be a little bit more comfortable in doing live streams and all these, you know, things on Facebook and and um, and all the different platforms. Stage it. I know t- tons of people that are do- doing it and making a little bit of money on it. But it just doesn't feed your soul like it does when you're around people. And no. I can just tell by the way you play that uh, it's important for you to have that. One hundred percent. Transference of energy is everything. And, uh, you know, I am a feed in the dirt, hippie, tree hugging. So that's who I am, man. And I I love I genuinely love people. I they you know, they'll always let us down because that's just that's just because we're all human. Right. But it's it's about that that transference of energy in a live show that, um, you know, 20 people in the crowd, 200, 2000. It's, it's all the same to me. It's interesting as a musician and being, uh, Austin recently got a professional soccer team. Right. And so like the, the soccer team, you know, when you go to a game or a football game or a basketball team, you know, there's one team versus the other. Right. And somebody's really stoked and somebody's not really stoked by the end of the day. Right. But when you're in a room with, you know, 10, 20, 2,500 people, and they're all on the same team. They're there yeah. for your songs, you know, and like that you can't beat that, you know, professional athletes have, you know, when they play at home and they win, it's probably the same feeling as what we get, you know, from playing a really good solo or really nailing a song, but everybody in the building 
is leaving, you know, hopefully getting that energy, that energy transference, you know, yeah. and everybody's rooting for you because we stand up and we, you know, clap after a song that's really good. And you, you make a basket. Yeah. But you're not for the other team. Like, oh, you yeah. don't really get that at the live <laughs> yeah. show, you know? Well, you know, and you guys, you have to remember too, there's different artists out there that some of them don't feel comfortable being in, in front of people and playing their songs and doing that in a live set setting, but that's not you. And I, I saw that that's not you. So knowing what um, COVID did and what the lockdown did for you, you're now ready to spread your wings and get out there and be live again. And um, I'm, I'm happy for you because I know that it really feeds your soul. I can tell just by the I'm, kind of artist right. that you are. And I, I definitely want to have you guys down at the Guitar Sanctuary sometime soon. Um, I'd love to get up and sing a song with you, Carrie. Yes. I, mean, I'm, I can just tell, man, you could be belted out. And I, I love that. I love that. I'm we'll make that happen. 100%. We'll make it happen for sure. Well, we're going to we're going to play a song called The Rescue that I think really shows um, another whole area of what's so warm and cool about your voice. But tell me about the song, because it uh, it it spoke to me. Well, The Rescue is uh, heavily inspired by my relationship with my mother. Uh, I recently lost her in September of 2020. Uh, to her addiction to uh, alcohol. And, you know, my mom uh, was an amazing person. Uh, 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 you know, she worked really hard for our family and um, she just clearly didn't really know how to ask for help, you know. Um, and the song is just kind of one of those, um, it, it's a song to kind of invite people to to do just that, to reach out when you need it, but to also the person that's extending the hand to have support as well. Um, you know, this, this, this ride we're all on is, is full of, uh, of immense challenge, you know, and we, we can't do anything alone. How many times do we try?
enjoyed the show and getting to know Carrie and her husband Hunter and what a great thing they've got going down there in Austin and uh, they're traveling around and I'm going to have them here soon so you guys be sure to listen up I'll let you know when they'll be in McKinney at the sanctuary want to book them there for sure so I guess that's it for today and I want to close out the show with a song that makes me feel good and, and smile and tap my feet no matter what's going on in my life. It's my friend Bonnie Bishop. I'm actually going to go see her play at the Granada this Friday night. I'm going to take some girls there and have a good old time. So we just had an all-girl show today. I hope you guys didn't mind that. But um, I'm going to close it out with this song called Every Happiness Under the Sun with Bonnie Bishop. And you guys be sure to tune in next week for a new artist. And thank you so much for supporting Texas Music. Be sure to download these songs today that I shared with you. And let's give these guys a kudos on what they're doing in life and trying to make music and make you happy. So peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. This is Maylee Thomas again with Texas Homegrown Music. We'll see you next time. Stuck in hell, feeling sorry for myself, but I'm moving on. Said to fear and worry, devil get behind me.